Hey, it's Cameo, and welcome. Just like you, I wear many hats, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed by the demands of everyday life. And there was a time when I felt lost, stuck, and unsure of how or where to start the transformation that I needed. And that's why we're here, to share experiences, lessons, tools, and tips for shaking up your life and living for you. I'm glad you're here, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Cameo Show. I'm your host, Cameo, and I am joined by my husband and co-host, Greg. Hello, Greg. Hey, how we doing? Do you have a dad joke for us, Greg? Ooh, uh, what kind of uh, clothes do lawyers wear to court? I don't know. Lawsuits. Oh, good one. I I didn't know you were prepared. I thought I was gonna catch you off off guard today with the dad joke request, but you're ready. I got some in the chamber. All right. Very nice. Well, today we are going to talk about how sometimes the most profound lessons that we learn in life come from seemingly small moments or unexpected moments and talk about a recent experience that we shared. Primarily you had um, a couple of weekends ago and the lessons that we tried to take from that experience as a way to hopefully introduce our listeners to some new ideas and some new ways to look for lessons in the day-to-day that we often just overlook. So why don't you go ahead and set us up with the story? Let us know what happened this particular day before we get into the lessons. So this is just a normal day in dad life. You know, you're you're uh, responsible for many things, and one of them is the the maintenance of the vehicles, you know. And so our daughter was like, "Hey, you know, I think uh, it's time for an oil change, and uh, my tire's getting a little flat." So I'm like, "All right." So took it to a local place that we've been to a few times, and made an appointment for it was like Saturday at, at noon. So so I took it there, and I thought, well. This will probably be about an hour, oil change, fix a tire, good to go. And I went there, the Buckeyes game was Bucks Michigan game. So I'm like, that's cool. You know, that, that's all I can just chill and watch that. I brought my book. I brought my phone. I brought a snack. So I had my supplies to hang out for an hour and, and to get through it. And so I sat there for a little bit and they were like, can we come back here and have take a look at this? So I went back there and the tires were in pretty bad shape. And in fact, they needed to be replaced. So I was like, oh my God, I was not prepared for that moment, you know? So yeah, you were thinking that she just needed like a patch job or something, right? Like there was just one tire that was kind of leaking air. Yeah. So, I mean, we live in an area where there's a lot of new construction. So having your tires patched is a pretty standard thing around here. You know, uh, once a year you're in there to get a tire patch. Yeah. But this, and, and I could tell they had all the tires off because I wanted them to rotate them as well. And they were all pretty, pretty rough. And and the one in particular that was really low was just like really, really bad shape. So after the initial impact of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to buy new tires today. Went through some pricing options. I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. And and through that conversation, I'm thinking, all right, this is probably gonna be, you know, another half hour. I, I don't know, you know, what, what it's gonna be. But I went back out again. The Buckeyes game is on. There's other like retired guys out there watching the game and just kind of chilling and hanging out and just talking shop a little bit. 
talking sports and stuff. Time keeps going on. Time keeps going on. People are coming in and, and leaving. And I was like, all right, this is taking a while. And the guy came out and we were kind of chatting it up a little bit. And we started talking about music. And he was, I don't, I, oh, I had a BMG shirt on. And he was like, oh, BMG, like, you know, the publishing music. company. Yeah. BMG, yeah. the mortgage company. And and then he started telling me about his daughter. And I was telling him about our music that we just released. And, and so, you know, just, it was a very friendly environment. It just, it just was taking longer and longer and longer. Longer and, and longer and longer. Like we recorded the Bucks Michigan game because you were going to be home in an hour and we were just going to start it and catch up and finish it together. Yeah. And um, as time kept going on, I kept looking at my phone, like what is taking so long and like checking in like, Hey, what's up? And you were like, uh, just shouldn't be too much longer. Shouldn't be too much longer. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. And I was just cleaning and cooking, I think, and just kind of like hanging out. I was here by myself. Ben wasn't here. Faith wasn't here. It was just me. I had like an hour I was going to spend just doing mom things while you were doing mom. your dad jobs. Yeah. But time just kept going on and on. And I'm like, what is up? What is taking so long? And I think the feeling that I had was just as soon as I call you and say, Hey, come get me. They would call us and say, Hey, it's done. Come back and get it. You know? So it was just, I just didn't feel like it should take that much longer, but it just kept going on and on. I'm watching football. I'm sitting in this very comfortable, stiff chair, you know, (laughs) not, it wasn't comfortable, but anyway, as time just went on and on and on, uh, there was a gentleman that came in and sat beside me and he was there for probably an hour with me. And we were like, watching the game and he was like kind of upset how long it was taking him you know yeah but through that time i gave him like we talked about our mortgage company and he asked about that so i gave him one of our business cards and talking about music with the the people at the shop there and they were they played our music in the shop while they were working on the car on their own like that that was pretty cool but i just never lost my shit you know i didn't get mad about it i just kind of was very uh lay back and cool and understanding that like, this is a Saturday, they're busy, people come in and out, even though I had an appointment, it was taking a lot longer than I could. or than Yes. It so let me break that down. You had an yeah. appointment. It's taking way longer. And when I say way, I'm talking about hours longer than you anticipated. There's a big football game on and we don't watch a lot of football, but like the Bucks Michigan game is we're from Ohio. Originally, it's like a it's like a holiday. You like, yeah. you do it. You know, you watch that game. Right. Yeah. And you had to spend an unexpected large amount of money to buy new tires. So all of these things are stacking up and people are coming in and out and in and out. And you're just like, what the hell? Here's lesson number one. It's not like I, this was premeditated or anything, but the guy basically that I was talking to for that hour, he was more upset about it than I was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, I can't believe it's taking him this long for you. You know? And when I left, they were like, all right, Mr. Bowen, it's time to go. And I, so, so I went up and paid and he was like, wow. And I'm like, I guess this was just a lesson in patience for me today. You know? And his, the look on his face was just like, but he was so <laughs> blown away that I wasn't pissed off, you know, that yeah. I was just like, this was, this was me, uh, working on my patients. Yeah. You know? And then I was, I was nice to him when they checked out. And when I checked out, I was nice to the gentleman that brought me the car so I could drive away. I came home 
a little bit frazzled because it just kind of wrecked my my day, my plans for the day. But, well, yeah, it was like four or five o'clock by the time yeah. you finally got home. So, yeah. and you were hungry. You were like, yeah, I, was, need I, was hungry, yeah. I need to eat. <laughs> but it's just one of those situations where it's not the best thing that could have happened, but what is the good I'm going to take from this? So what's the lesson I'm going to take from this? And it was a big lesson in patience for sure. Yeah. How many times did you feel your blood pressure start to rise or like the fire in your stomach start to like increase where you're like, God damn, I'm ready to leave. What is taking so long that you had to like kind of coach yourself through that moment? I would say five or six times, uh, for real. Yeah. I would just get up and just kind of like, but it's just one of those situations where it's like, everyone's doing what they can there's really, you know, nothing that me being upset and angry or being irrational and taking it out on anybody that's just there to do their job anyway. Like none of that's going to help expedite what's happening. You know. Yeah. And what were ways that you were able to like kind of keep your anger or whatever your impatience at bay? Like what, what were the conversations that you were having with yourself in those moments where it was starting to like boil up a little bit? I wasn't at anyone's mercy as far as time. I could have left at any time. And I know yeah. that. So it's not like I'm a victim at all in this whole story. At sure. all. I could have been like, come get me. Let's, you know, it's just, I felt like the odds were that as soon as that happened, they'd be done. And we just, I took you out of your zone of like taking care of things around here and to be honest with you, I was good. I, I had a plan for waiting. I brought my book that I was halfway done and I coincidentally finished it while I sat there. You just got so to read I, a little bit more than you thought you might. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so I had that time to do that. I did some stuff with social media. I I talked to a, a total stranger, made a friend and gave him a business card that could potentially lead to future business. So I wasn't just taking that moment and just crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash. It was an opportunity to network, to sharpen my mental saw, to do some networking through social media, to share the word of our music. They were again rocking out every you and black and say hello to heaven in the in the shop there, you know? Yeah. So all of that good stuff happened. And, you know, I just I just had a plan to to deal with waiting. And so each time you would start to feel your impatience kind of bubble up, you just reminded yourself of that. Like, I can leave at any time. I'm just trying to make the most of this moment that is taking forever and uncomfortable, but I'm the one that's in control of how I'm going to respond to this situation. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So on the other side of this equation is me and I'm at home. And like I said, I'm doing just mom things like picking up, cooking, waiting on you to get home. And like, I'm getting a little impatient and I'm not even there. I'm like, what's going on? What's taking so long? And then you're like, uh, actually it turns out we have to get four new tires. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, shit. That sucks. And do you want me to come get you? you know, how much longer is it going to be? I was telling Faith that we were texting and like, even she and her boyfriend were like, that's ridiculous. It's taken way too long. He's not done yet. Like everyone was getting impatient for you. Yeah. But lesson number two on this side of it is a lesson from me and kind of from you too, about relinquishing control. So 
in this scenario, this particular example, in the past, I might have been a little bit more assertive, we'll call it, about like, well, I'm just going to come get you. It's dumb that you're sitting there. I would have projected my own impatience and frustration on the situation, like onto you or onto the situation in a way that it didn't belong, right? Like I'm at home. I could really use your help around here. I can just take you back when it's ready. This is a waste of your day. We're missing the game. Like I could have found all of those moments. I, I kind of felt them a little bit, but had all of those moments of like trying to then control the situation. And again, like I said, in the past, I probably would have done it a lot more, but I've learned tools and I've taken these opportunities for these lessons to practice. So that when something like this comes up, I don't feel this urge to like insert myself in a way that's unnecessary. So I just kind of like you was like, okay, well, this is unfortunate that we have to get four new tires and there's nothing I can really do about that. Another lesson in control regarding getting the four new tires is that I wasn't like upset. I wasn't upset that you didn't call to check in with me where in the past I might've been like, there are a lot of relationship dynamics that are like that. Ours being one of them a a decade or more ago where like you felt the need to make sure that it was okay to make that decision without needing my approval. And that's, that's a situation where like trust is major in this relinquishing control game. You said I ha- we have to get four new tires. There was no questioning. There was no bitching about it. It was just, okay, I trust that you made the decision that was necessary, that you could determine whether or not we really needed four new tires. Or, you know, sometimes you aren't sure if they're just trying to sell you on something that you don't quite need yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, w- it was a situation where I didn't feel the need to be dominant in that situation. And you didn't feel the need to call and ask like permission or for approval or to be sure that it was going to be okay. Like you knew the situation, you shared it with me. I then knew the situation and trust plays a big part in that. So the lesson there relinquishing control is that I trust my partner and we've built that over time that like when things need done, it isn't necessary to question. There isn't room for that. That just creates more problem, right? The other lesson in control in this situation is that like, I was still very in control of my emotions. I was still very in control of what I was doing here at the house. You were in control of your situation and that was it. Being in control doesn't mean controlling. So like you didn't feel the need to control the situation at the shop and be like, and I didn't need to control the situation here on the phone and be like, well, I'm coming to get you. And blah, 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 blah. It was literally just like, okay, this is all very well in control. These are variables we weren't expecting, but we get to choose how we're going to respond to them. And so allowing for all of this to just kind of happen, especially kind of like on my side of the street, because I tend to be the more control oriented person, I think was a huge lesson. And just like, no, this wasn't the plan. Yes, it's going to be okay. It needed to take place. Don't create more problems by trying to control something that's just already happening, right? So relinquishing control and allowing this scenario to play out in the way that it was going to was the best thing 
in this particular example that could have happened. Yeah. And then lesson number three, and this is kind of, it becomes a little bit more broad here, but really finding gratitude in these moments that seem so just overlooked. Yeah. And taking an opportunity to like say, wow, I'm really grateful that we had the ability to put four new tires on the vehicle on a whim unexpectedly, because that hasn't always been the case either. Right. And so being very grateful and feeling fortunate that that was the case, that that decision was easy in that moment with regard to the tires or being grateful, for example, that you were there making that judgment call and knowing that you would know the right thing to do and trusting that you would know how to handle the situation. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that we've established that amount of trust in our relationship and that I have a partner that I can rely on in that way. Yeah. Grateful. I had a plan for waiting. Everything's going to take twice as long as you ever think. Like that's a good way to live your (laughs) life. Like just plan on that. Like if you think you're going to be waiting at the doctor's office for a half hour, just plan on an hour. Just make sure you got enough, just a good little rule of thumb there. But like having a book, having your phone fully charged, having a snack, you just, you know, you're, you're prepared. It's like the boy scout thing, you know, you're prepared for, for whatever. Yeah. And the gratitude to, like you said, have the, the financial means to be able to do that. And that was the way that we found out that our daughter needed new tires, not that there was something bad happened that because she had tires that were faulty, you know? Right. Yeah. Gratitude just in that moment of like, where you could have been so pissed off. I got to get new tires. I don't want to get new tires. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend the time. I don't just got new tires. Didn't I just get new tires? Like you could have been so angry and instead finding gratitude in the fact that like, I'm just glad this is how I found out I need new tires. All those moments that go overlooked, right? All those situations, like grateful that they were bumping our music in the shop. Like, that's awesome. And, you know, not feeling entitled or having expectations, but feeling like, wow, what a cool thing. Being able to take a step back and remove kind of your ego from the situation and just really finding all of the positives. And sometimes that can be a major stretch. You know, we're talking about something thankfully that in the moment was pretty inconsequential getting tires or spending extra time at the shop. But like, sometimes there can be situations that are a little bit more um, dire than that, that it's difficult to find the gratitude in, but there's always, even in the most seemingly non-important situations or, or examples, there's always an opportunity for gratitude. Yeah. Maybe someone just zooming it out a little bit. Maybe you didn't get the job that you thought that you wanted. Maybe that, you know, this relationship didn't work out the way you wanted. Maybe plans changed and were different than what you wanted, but what's the lesson in that? Just always looking for the lesson in like, well, maybe it's good because of this, or maybe if that would have happened, this, you know, chain of events, just always being looking for the good. Well, and really good, you know, honestly, in those examples that you laid out that are different than the scenario we've been talking about as the example, but not getting the job or the relationship didn't work out. If you take these three lessons that we're talking about and you apply them to those scenarios, 
patience for not getting what you want right when you want it and not understanding why, but being patient enough to just let it be, not trying to control it and force it, but being patient enough to just allow. And then also being able to say, there is an opportunity to find gratitude in the reason that this isn't working exactly the way that I want it to. And I may not know what that is yet. And it may be a stretch or feel like a stretch now, but it will all make sense later. Those three lessons can really be applied to any scenario. So you brought those up in a really big and broad, you know, way of thinking to encourage curiosity and just bringing it right back home to those three lessons is perfect. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what this entire episode was about, was really about trying to find ways that we can implement and uncover the lesson in these small moments as a way to practice each time. And then next time you get a little bit better at it and you get a little bit better and it's reps and reps and reps. And there are probably plenty of other lessons that we could have found from this example beyond those three. But as you continue to kind of add those lessons and those examples to your toolbox, you know what to do next time. And you feel so much more at peace because you're not trying to force a square peg into a round hole kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, all of it is the recipe for happiness. You know, it's the recipe for happiness because gratitude isn't something that we're just like naturally going to do. And patience isn't something that we're naturally going to, our natural instincts are to stomp our feet and want to talk to the manager and be pissed off and, and like sit there all grumpy. And the guy beside me who was someday maybe going to buy a house because we were chilling together and I gave him our business card and, you know, he might use us to get a loan. And and it's, that was a great afternoon then, you know what I mean? Like it's, you just thinking that way versus any like the negative vacuum that our minds kind of naturally go to it's it's a muscle that you have to work on and continuously be aware of and keep tending to that garden you know to make sure that you're strong in these areas of gratitude and patience because that's when you can really enjoy life and be take a lemon and make lemonade you know like this day was yeah that's right and i'll leave you with this you never know who you're impacting So you said something that stood out about the man sitting next to you and he was more upset about it than you were, but you gave him his business, your business card. And maybe someday you also don't know how he left feeling or the people that were working there that maybe most customers don't behave that way and they do stomp their feet and then they feel horrible because they have a complicated situation. Like you just never know who's watching. You never know who you're impacting. You never know what lesson they're taking from your example. So great job. And being that that day and being able to exercise your patience because you may have made an impact on multiple people that way, just by trying to be better yourself. Yes. Yeah. All right. We hope that you guys are able to take these three lessons and opportunities to find new lessons in your day to day, those seemingly small moments or inconsequential moments so that each day we're sharpening our saw, we're working our muscles of gratitude, patience, or even physically, whatever it may be to show up better every day in your life. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Hey, yo, congratulations on investing into yourself and your growth. I hope you found this episode to be beneficial and feel proud of yourself for showing up. 
If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing with someone else who may benefit from it too. I'd love to hear from you, so hit me up on all socials, at Cameo Elise Braun. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow for new episodes and updates. Also, it's super important to mention, this is intended for entertainment and education through experience. None of it is fully known to be fact and is not a replacement for professional advice from a therapist or doctor. Thank you so much for being here with me. And be sure to thank yourself for showing up.